Hey, it's Naila here. Welcome. This is my podcast called the Gen Z Agenda. This is a podcast where I talk about popular topics, I critique them, and analyze them. I did a recent episode on teenage girls and how they're constantly ridiculed and looked down upon for being teen girls. I also did another episode on people of color solidarity where I specifically specifically talked about whether people of color solidarity was true or not and I criticized the solidarity aspect of it so you can check those out if you want and I also have an Instagram for the podcast if you want to check that out it's called the it's at the gen z underscore agenda podcast um so there's that too if you want to follow it but on this week on this week's episode I'm going to talk about black fishing and if you don't know what blackfishing is, it's essentially a modern-day blackface. So it's when people, typically white people, use tan or makeup to alter their skin color to be perceived as black. But this is typically done by white influencers, so they do this in order to kind of um, enhance their social media engagement so whether it's more job opportunities or more sponsors or more likes on a post it generally has to do with that i'm not talking about girls who wear foundation shades five times darker than their actual skin tone i'm talking about girls who physically change their physical features to be perceived as black on social media to get some sort of clout when they're really not at all so when someone does blackface, that's essentially what they're doing. And blackfishing, well, blackface is when somebody isn't black and they kind of use makeup or tan to be perceived as black, which is insulting. But blackfishing is doing that, but using it as an ulterior motive to kind of get more engagement. It's really a case of they hate us because they can't be us. That's that's what it is to them. It's an aesthetic. It's something that they can put on and wear for a day and take off at night. But to me, it's like my skin color. It isn't a mask. It's not makeup. I wake up every day and I'm black and I go to sleep and I'm black. And I have to live my life the way that I have to live my life as I am. And so this topic is incredibly controversial and yeah, so we're going to delve deeper into that right now. I didn't think I needed to preface this, but let me just say that pretending to be a race is wrong. It just is like I don't. It's just wrong. So I mentioned before that blackfishing tends to be done by influencers particularly white influencers those are the only people that i see at least doing this and last year when um there was controversy around the swedish model that part that did blackface like all the other people i saw were also white so that's why i'm just putting that out there but faking your race to get money and to get more social media engagement is cruel and it's incredibly insulting and i know that using the word cruel might sound aggressive but the white influencers that are doing blackface obviously aren't being truthful about their race and because of that they're taking jobs and opportunities away from black people that could be qualified for the job For example, with the Swedish model, 
she if you went on her instagram like without ever seeing her you would just assume that she was black because that's what she was that's the image that she was portraying on social media and so somebody found an old picture of her and asked if that was her and she said yeah and so that person asked her if she was white and she said yeah i'm white and so i mean there's so much wrong with that because if you actually see the picture i mean it's very obvious what she's doing number one but number two she was also like her face and her brand her personal brand was being um reposted by like other black women's pages and she really made it seem as if she was black but she also didn't deny that she was that she she didn't deny that she was white and so there's just like there's just so much because it's like when you really think about it if she could have profited off of her whiteness and like how she truly authentically was i'm pretty sure that's exactly what she would be doing i don't want to just say white influencers but influencers in general lack common sense at least most of them do and they have this really amazing ability to do problematic and controversial shit they almost do it with ease and they also have the ability to not to not feel empathy and to almost rarely ever feel empathetic about their actions i mean i could do a whole episode about influencers but i'm gonna save that for later i just needed to to add that in there black life isn't glamorized i mean that's just that's been apparent for a long time now like i don't think People who aren't black would not choose to be black. I mean, that's just the reality of the situation. Being black and living your life is hard for a multitude of reasons. So, I mean, I think this concept, as insulting as it is, is very interesting to me. Like, I, it's really interesting, which is why I wanted to talk about it, because of the reasons that I'm going to mention now. I think it's interesting to me how the way that I look is something that's sought after, but the way that I'm treated is not. And these white influencers want to be perceived as black and they want the benefits of being black without facing the repercussions of it. I think that's hilarious and I use hilarious sarcastically, but that's one of the main reasons why I think the concept of black fishing is interesting. Because they want to be black, but they don't want to like actually be black. Does that make sense? I don't know if that makes sense. They want to be perceived as black, but they don't want to be treated as black. Another point I want to make is seeing these white influencers wanting to be perceived as black, but not treated as black just goes to show you how much people, as much as how much people see the kind of suffering that black people go through in America. And how much, if they could choose, they would not choose that. And they would they would not choose to go that and to experience that. That's that. I never thought about that before until now. But wow. 
The white influencers that do blackface seem to be doing it for social media reasons. And my question is that if these white influencers are able to get jobs and opportunities for doing blackface, were those jobs and opportunities really meant for black people? Because if these white people can be perceived as black and say that they're black and get the jobs for black people, then were they actually for black people in the first place? Because how is it then that someone who's not black gets jobs that are meant for black people? Like, it, it really doesn't make any sense to me. Cultural appropriation is a really big factor in um, the conversation about black fishing, so that's what I'm going to talk about now. That's my next point that I'm going to make. So white people wearing braids, which by the way is a protective style for black hair, and tanning themselves to oblivion to the point where they can be perceived as black is cultural appropriation. There's no other way to put it, that's just what it is. Black culture is something that has been picked apart, heavily criticized, and stolen from for many years now. On the topic of blackfishing, it's incredibly insulting to see a white person do blackface and wear braids and also be praised online for their looks, and to also see them advance in their careers because the energy is never kept for actual black people, and I'm really tired of seeing white people wear cornrows and get praised for it because it looks good on them, while on me, an actual black person, it's gross and unappealing. So why is my culture better appreciated when it's stolen? I don't understand this and I also don't understand the fact that black culture is constantly being um, stolen from but then it's also always being reconstructed in a way which I think is, is funny. Um, I mean, we see that all the time. Uh, the only example popping up in my head is um, when Kylie Jenner would constantly wear cornrows and it was like a trend like for her to wear them and everyone saying how it looks so good on her but then on black people like it didn't look as good but then the fact that I kept seeing people calling it like Kylie's hairstyle or like Kylie's whatever when in fact that was a staple that is a staple in black culture and black hair and that's just something that she stole from us and just to see her kind of like taking it in as her own and seeing other people kind of erase the black culture of it was really irritating but that's kind of my only example for that and yeah if you didn't know wearing cornrows is is cultural appropriation and i know like a lot of black people feel kind of different ways about it some people think it's completely appropriating culture some black people don't feel that way I feel like in general it is, um, and and white people and people of other races really need to stop because that's not. I mean, when you think about the history of cornrows and how it ties back into the transatlantic slave trade, and how um, so cornrows were in Africa, they were used. Um, as a way to kind of differentiate between different tribes so like if one person had a specific style of cornrow that meant that they were from one tribe and if their style was completely different then that it meant it meant that they were from another tribe in Africa but um, 
during slavery, they would hide like actual corn in their hair. That's why it's called cornrows. They would hide corn in their hair and they would use that, that corn to eat it because they weren't, obviously they weren't given food, you know, when they were in the field working. And so all the women would wear their hair in cornrows. Um, and so that's kind of where that came about. And when you really think about the history behind it, I know not a lot of people know the history behind cornrows and braids, but when you educate yourself about the history behind it, there's no way that it couldn't be cultural appropriation for a, per for a person of color or for a white person to wear cornrows. It's just like, I, it just is. And I watched a documentary about it. I think it was Elle that did a documentary about this. But um, after slavery, um, wearing cornrows was like not the thing back then. It kind of like died off. And it came back later on. Um, but I just think white women and people of color need to leave cornrows alone because it's not for you and like our braids those are our protective hairstyles like leave that alone that's not that is not for you that's not your culture like you look stupid that was a tangent but back to my question why is my culture better appreciated when it's stolen when other people take our hairstyles our music our our appearances etc it's cool or it's trendy but whenever we reclaim our culture and take back what was stolen from us all of a sudden we're pressed we don't know what we're talking about and we're too sensitive like it really doesn't make sense to me at all it doesn't and i could honestly go on a another tangent about um calling black people especially black women sensitive but maybe i'll leave that for another episode because yeah let me leave that for another episode there's a lot to unpack there but yeah so um this is the end of the episode i hope you enjoyed it and i will be posting another episode next thursday see you soon bye